Hey there, duelists. It's your boy, Max. Uh, I'm just coming in here at the top of the episode to let you all know that for the foreseeable future, Argyle won't be recording with us. Uh, as some of you know, he lives in Louisiana, which has just been hit by two hurricanes. So he's, you know, obviously dealing with the aftermath of that. Uh, everything's fine with him and his family. He's doing well. Uh, just everyone send up your energy swords, raise your arms for his Genki Dama. Uh, send him your well wishes. Uh, again, everything's fine with him, but he just won't be joining us in the podcast for a while. Uh, on with the show. What the fuck is up, Duelists? Welcome to Pod of Greed, the world's best and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. I'm Audrey, aka Mr. Sandman. <laughs> I'm Max, aka 34-24-36, gonna freeze time and show you all my scary car tricks. I'm Dan, aka Yamehameha. Damn! <laughs> Pretty good! <laughs> Pretty good is the thing about it. Um... Hey everyone, uh, these are cool episodes. Um, things start to like break real bad in them. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, th- mm-hmm. Things. These are the episodes where great googly moogly, everything starts going to shit. Uh, oh yeah. So um, we start. Yeah, we we start with episode two hundred ten. Uh, final moments of the thief Bakura. Funny ass title. <laughs> Episode thirty eight, uh, Village of Vengeance, Part Two. <laughs> Episode two ten, Bakura dies. Yeah, it's like I. It's just I. 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 And these aren't, I think, the official official uh, Japanese to English translations because we have to, you know, delve into the underbelly of the internet to get these episodes. Now, I feel like the actual Crunchyroll titles would be a little bit, you know, less verbose and a little more elegant. But I like this one. Is just telling you, it's like, yeah, you know what happens. Come on. Come on. You know what the fuck is up. Yeah. Uh, how's this started? We pick up right where the last, ep- the last episode left off. Uh, uh, like, uh, Mana is protecting Yami with Dark Magician Girl. I like that Mahad still recognizes her and she recognizes that it's Mahad. I like that he didn't turn into like a weird sort of like forgetful spirit or what have you. And he is so proud of her. It's really sweet, actually. Yeah. That Me helps. too. Yeah, I love that. He, he's... He says, you are always my best student. Uh, yeah. Which is just really nice, given how she how she's set up up to this point. I like the it. I like the it. I, I also realized, I didn't really, like, pay a lot of attention during the opening of the current, like, the fifth opening of Yu-Gi-Oh! But, like, it, I mean, I figured it out when I saw Mana. I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize that Mahat was going to turn into Dark Magician. But then when I saw Mana, right. I was like, okay, she's Dark Magician girl. And then watching the opening, you literally see <laughs> yeah. Black Magician, Black Magician girl, and then Mana and Mahat yeah, fade in the front of them. It's just, like, telling you right away. Uh-huh. No, it, it's, like mean, how the, it's like how the JoJo OPs spoil everything, but you wouldn't know unless you already knew. I mean, to be fair, it right. also shows, like, Kisara with, like, blue eyes rising out of her. And, it, like, you still wouldn't necessarily know that Mahat dies to become the dark mm-hmm. magician like you just yeah know that they're yeah. related yeah like we, we, with kisar i think it's a little different because she's the only blue eyes white girl in all of egypt yeah yeah that's sort of her thing she's just a, she's a walking blue eyes gajinka so th- there there are some interesting the, the way these episodes work is really interesting when compared to the manga because like part of 
part of it is almost like panel for panel the same and the other Uh part of it is like a complete departure so um the the complete departure part is um what happens here where shadah decides to like stand his ground above like like Uh the other priests arrive in kulana and shadah's like i'll take care of everything on the surface you guys go down to the tomb does not happen in (laughs) <laughs> does not mm-hmm. happen in the manga. Shadaw goes down with them. Um, and the next very funny part uh, that happens to Shadaw <laughs> uh, doesn't yeah. happen in the manga either. Okay, that that's yeah. a change I'm glad we got because it made me literally laugh out loud. There are some really good changes, actually. So, there are some things that the anime does only, um, that the manga doesn't do at all, that I actually really, really like and I'm really glad about. It's like it's like JoJo, you know. Sometimes when you make an adaptation, you get to get a little spicy with it. You get a little add a little bit of emerald bam into it. Uh, so what happens? They're fighting. They're fighting Diabound and his ghost cum shield. He's able to like multiply himself because of the aforementioned ghost cum. Uh, yeah. Mahat is hit so hard by a blast from Diabound that he poses into a wall. <laughs> it's true. And for for those of the of uh, our listeners who who maybe miss one of the episodes or whatever. Um, the, the ghosts are like the vengeful spirits of Kuelna who have like gathered around uh, Bakura as like support to help him claim yeah, vengeance on their behalf. His, his friends and family. They fight a bit. And my main highlight during this fight is Mana using ancient Egyptian magical yeah, hats. Yeah, and they it's don't so look good. like the top hat. They look like, like a did, well, I don't know what Egyptian hats look like back then, but they look like the priest hat that Set wears. It's pretty cool. Mm. Oh, God, it, it's so good. And uh, yeah, also, yeah, it's just, oh, it's good to see. Um, she uses it to, like, try to hide uh, the pharaoh, her and the pharaoh after mm-hmm. the hog gets uh forced into Yeeted. a wall so hard he t-poses. Yeah. Um, but uh, Isis and... So all the other priests arrive and Isis and Kaleem are like very excited to see their boyfriend Mahad again, especially uh, Isis. And Kaleem is just l- sitting there looking extremely good. <laughs> Kaleem is just happy to be able to use his Millennium item for once. I- Isis rolls up. She summons Holy Elf. She's the white maid, so she can just restore Ba, I guess. You can just do that now. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to get into why something something equal to an exchange is is he drawing Ba from Holy Elf that regenerates. I don't know. But Kaleem summons Curse of Dragon. And something that I really appreciate is I feel like when we first get to Egypt and we sort of see that Ba is what turns into dual monsters... A lot of them are stuff that we don't see in Duel Monsters or are, like, adjacent to Duel Monsters. Like, when we first see Illusion Magician, you realize, oh, that's going to become Black Magician. But then eventually they just sort of drop that whole thing. It's like, yeah, Holy Elf from the card game. Curse of Dragon from the card game. It doesn't, like, there's not, like, an Egyptian uh, equivalent. It's just like, no, this is what it is. We're tired of making up new things. Just get you the recognizable, marketable critters. Yeah, exactly. Like, Duos becoming um, Darkstalker or whatever. I th- um, yeah, I, but but when I mean, well, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. Yeah, um, yeah. So all the priests are there. And they're like, "Yes, together we will win." Spoilers: They do not. Uh, <laughs> it's always sunny title card. The priests do not win. <laughs> they they like attack together and it's like finally we and like Shimon's like yes they did it and Bakura's like psych. psych. <laughs> After this, the world's oldest man, Aknadine, shambles into Kulelna. 
Oh yeah. He's looking so bad right now. He's, he looks nasty. Having a, ru- having a rough one for sure. Um he's like, ooh, Kuelna, not loving that, but there's no time to like process trauma. He's like, no time for trauma. Gotta advance my uh Make my son Pharaoh 2020 <laughs> agenda. Do you want to know what he says in the dub? Please. So basically what he says is, this was a horrible travesty, but it was an important thing to do to save the world, and I stand by it. Oh my god. Are you... <laughs> <sighs> I've had about enough of this guy. <laughs> I've had enough of this dude. Oh, He's a, well, we've sacrificed a lot of lives to grease the wheels of capitalism, but you know what? It was a necessary sacrifice so that I can make more soul juice. I can get these cool millennium items. I'm Octodine. You should vote me and my son for president of Egypt. Literally, like, Shrek voice or whatever his name is in it. Many of you will die, but that's a yeah. sacrifice I'm willing to make. Yeah. Kaleem Lord Fuckwad. I'm and not in Lord Farquaad. Yeah, the ghosts not like Kaleem. arrive. Kaleem's my husband. Oh yeah, sorry, Aknadine. I, 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 like all of the names are just like merging together. Um, the problems are bad, but the causes are very good. Exactly. The ends justify the memes. Jeez, uh, <laughs> we're we sure are saying things here tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So Aknadine arrives at Kualna, and Shada, who has decided to. Uh, you know, stay up top, meets him, and uh, I thought it's like, ooh, uh, we, like, what's going on with your, with your, uh, key over there, which has, like, started to rattle, and... <laughs> it's, on, it's on vibrate mode. Yeah, and Shadda's like, I don't know, let's be a good character in a horror movie or whatever and <laughs> explore alone let's go down into this tomb where this like ancient cursed artifact is leading me by myself i'm sure it'll yeah. be fine should i got a big donation on his stream so it started vibrating <laughs> <laughs> and they go they go into a basement they see uh well, Shadok a- was there by himself this is important yeah right <laughs> he's like octadine stay back you're a thousand years old you're about to die just hang back let me take care of this should goes down to this basement alone the key is rattling like crazy. Um, also, the, the the translations that we're watching are like a lot more literal. Like he says, yeah. the Millennium Ankh, which is I feel like they should have just always called it that. I guess something something religious symbolism can't have that because yeah. like you know, monster reborn in Japan is just an Ankh. It's not like the weird like holy dagger looking thing. But mm-hmm. I like that it's a Millennium Ankh and not the Millennium Key because an Ankh I don't think is a key, right? Yeah, Unless they I'm also wrong? they also use talk instead of necklace, which I also appreciate. Yeah, it's like it, it is a necklace, but like yeah, I, again, I, we've been saying Takashi does not do his research. No, not at all. Um, uh, what does he see in this cool basement, though? He sees like the the stone tablets that Diabound is made from, because all of the monsters come from stone tablets Mm -hmm. side note it looks like the entrance to a hot topic it is goth as hell and it fucks i love this thing it's good it's covered in like like the frame is 99 skulls because you know that's what diabound is made out of it's really sick looking i feel like every photo should have a frame of a proportional amount of skulls to how cool the picture is like I'm going to make my own pit crew, and this is going to be one of the options for background and frame. Uh, 
suggestion it's the only option for background it's, and frame right you get to choose color but it's all skulls all the time it's all skulls baby um but then what happens we see a prompt on screen that says press x for sneak attack because Akhenaten just brains Shida with a brick <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's well, so introducing funny. the real 8th millennium item, the millennium brick. <laughs> this old man is like 562 years old, and he has the strength to lift up like a 20-pound brick and just bonk Shaddaa with it. But, like, there's no sound effect or anything. He just, like, Shaddaa just, like, is about to summon a monster, his, like, two-headed jackal thing, and he just stumbles over, and then we see, like... behind him holding a big old brick. It's just, it's so <laughs> funny. He turned into Hitman. I really, I gotta tell you, I really don't know what this scene, what this, what purpose this scene serves in the anime. It doesn't happen in a manga, and nothing really happens in it. I mean, I I guess he gets possessed a little bit with the stupidest looking ghosts I've ever seen. Um, Oh yeah, I love these things. They're like... They're like zombie skeletons. They're really great. Their bodies are normal. Their heads are just like mismatched skulls that like... And they're dressed in like... Normal clothes? Normal like, clothes! They they just look like generic enemies in a, in a JRPG, which I guess is kind of the point, but oh, yeah. it's really goofy. Yeah. And then, like, he's... The, the scene, the last thing we see in the scene is Akhenaten, like, muttering evilly to himself about how he's gonna make set great again 2020. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like... Oh, I, I really, I really don't know why this scene was included. Maybe they just needed more time to fill out but like i i really couldn't tell you this i've been mulling it over for the last two hours since i watched it and i still (laughs) i still cannot think of any reason for this scene to exist yeah Uh, like 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 i i i figure at first i figure it's like okay well he has to knock shadai out to get the millennium key to bring it to the temple room but like he does not i was gonna the was gonna go there anyway so there's really there's really no reason i think they just wanted like i think they just wanted to show the tablet yeah, but I like guess. again, you could have just shown the tablet. You could have just shown the tablet without all of this. I don't know. They just want to—they just want to draw skulls. That's it. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the actual tomb, how is your attack going, High Priest of Egypt? Pretty good, it doesn't seem. Next time, you invite the final Zork. <laughs> like the whole time, Bakker is like, "This is fine," but he's like, actually means it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, they're like they're throwing. He, he says some, some pretty wild shit to himself here, doesn't he? Oh God! Please tell me. Yeah, you, you got to. Uh, I, 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 I didn't write down any of the specifics here. If Max, if oh, there's yeah. a, a line that you would like to call attention to, oh, no, no, nothing specific. He's just like talking to himself. He's like, yeah, keep fighting me. I can handle it. Um, he's you know talking to himself about oh, oh, this is actually gonna end up helping Yuki find the eighth key because as it turns out. When when he did a Jeremy Irons and dropped Yami or dropped Yami off the cliff after he rewound time that one time when he grabbed Honda lifted him up by this like his chest, uh I he I get he just turned Honda into an evil clone of himself he is what he says him. he no oh my god he norted him he has the yellow eyes he norted him yeah I don't like this part he norted him this is an anime only part that I do not enjoy we don't we we don't it. We don't need it because they were gonna, they were gonna, they were gonna go anyway. A lot of the, ah! <laughs> a truly baffling set of episodes we watched. I can't articulate this. This stuff was all gonna happen anyway. I think just they just wanted to show Norded Honda, the most useless character in the entire show. So 
in the manga, um, uh-huh. prior to this point, the Yugitachi are visited by Hassan. Uh, okay, the the world's buffest man. The world's buffest man, Hassan, who basically visits them and says, "Listen, you guys need to figure out what the eighth key is and find it." And mm. like, it's that point, and the the point here as well that Yugi's like, "Oh fuck, it's his name." Like, mm-hmm. it's we gotta find his name. I mean, we knew that, but now we really know it. I guess. And Hassan's like, cool, my work here is done. I gotta go help the pharaoh, peace. Um, Peach! And, like, yeets himself away from there. But uh, here, they're just, like, sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and hoping things, uh, something sticks. And their conclusion, so this is the other thing that's, like, really confu- confusing to me, is that their mm-hmm. conclusion is that the pharaoh's name must be somewhere in the palace. Right. In the manga, it's not the palace that they go to. Yugi Yugi and Anzu are like, oh shit, he has a tomb because they always build the tombs beforehand. His name will be in his tomb and they go to his tomb instead. That makes so much more sense. Um, Where they have a really sick duel with the Spirit of the Ring, but... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if that's going to happen in a future episode. If it's if it doesn't, I will talk about it more. But um, it's sick as hell. Yeah, we'll burn that bridge when we get there. So yeah, they they they're like the Norded Honda is like basically egging them on, saying like, "Isn't there something we're forgetting?" And that's what spurs them on to like go to the palace and investigate. And we come back to the temple, and Dan, this is when Kaleem finally gets to use this special toy. Yeah. So, uh, the. In order to get strong enough to beat Diabound, uh, they're gonna have to do they're gonna have to use the Millennium Scales. And what that means is they're gonna do some monster fusion. Which is definitely uh, what it makes sense that the scales can do that. Call me yeah. call me a solder and iron, cause I'd be fusing. Okay. It's like I guess I don't know. I guess you can't really make a a, a, a like a cool Wow, cool millennium item function out of the scales based on what like the scales did in ancient Egypt in real life. Like mm-hmm. you're not like you placed all the monsters together on one side of the scale, and if they're lighter than the feather, they get diffused still, something like that. But <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, it's just ancient Egyptian polymerization, which is cool. I like to see it. You know, I, mean, I guess it's there's like, something yeah. about like balance, where it's like if you balance the two oh, monsters, he's, I don't he's know. Thanos. It's whatever. He's t- he's T Thanos. Um, yeah, so they, like, Captain Planet, their powers combined. <laughs> um, yeah. But it actually, hey, it turns out that fusing actually does work a bit, and it starts to melt yeah. the the ghost cum shield. Yeah, it's cool. And this is, like, this is when we get, like, our first of at least two uh, DBZ beam battles going on. Yeah, I love this shit. <laughs> it's fun. It's just, like... It's 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 stupid though. It's fun, but it's stupid because they're attacking Bakra, and Bakra's like, "Huh? Well, you can fuse your monsters. I can fuse my attacks." And he just does all of his attacks together at once. It's like, okay, cool, dude. <laughs> Whatever number go up, I guess. Uh, and yeah, Kaleem starts to melt the cum shield with his uh, dragon's fire. I love that Mahad uh, performs the sort of Buster Blader trick of fusion, where he just hops on top of the dragon. He's like, yeah. "Oh, it's a fusion. Oh, yeah, it counts." Crazy. <laughs> it's just like, wow, my powers have combined by standing on this dragon's neck. 
Um, but Bakura's trick, he summons a little eye friend. He summons um, Vati from from the Legend of Zelda series, where he's in his little, like, eyeball orb thing. And just, like, mm-hmm. beams clean through the chest. It's great. Uh, the only thing I wanted to note is, like, Sato's arm is burning while he's trying yeah. to command it. Yeah, what was the deal with that? That doesn't really get explored, does it? Uh, yeah, I mean, in the manga, he's like, I'm going to sacrifice Duos' arm so you can mm. um, do this attack. Um, it's just, like, a different visual representation of that, I guess. Um, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, like, burn in the manga. But, like, I, I don't have an issue with that in the anime. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just wow, cool something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, the, the battle up to this point, up to uh, Kaleem getting hit is basically exactly the way it happens in the manga. And then it takes a very sharp turn away Ooh, from that. Uh-huh. Um, so first of all, it is not this... Uh, I, I can't remember the name of the eyeball monster that Bakura summons. but that I is genuinely not, don't even think they say the name of it. it yeah, it may not even. Um, but it um, he doesn't summon that in the manga. Uh, in the manga, he uses Osiris's Thunder Force... Um, to directly attack mm. Kaleem. And Kaleem fucking dies. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, to I be, thought he was gonna die. Yeah, to be very clear, that is a killing blow for Kaleem. Um, so... I mean, he gets lasered through the heart. There's not really, like, a way to survive that, especially in ancient Egypt. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Kaleem, Kaleem dies, but... His sacrifice basically was enough to create a hole in the shield large enough for uh, Black Magician to directly attack Diabound. Okay. Um, That is what happens next in the anime is very different. And it's actually something I really like because it addresses one of my biggest issues with the manga, which is like how the series deals with punishment versus justice. Uh Um. What happens in the anime is that Akuna, so, like, uh, Yami has, like, this reckoning, finally being like, all right, you know what, like, you're killing all my priests, you're killing these good people, like, you have, you have an issue with my family, and I understand that issue, because if what happened to you happened to any of my friends, I'd be as filled as hatred as you, and I'd want revenge just as badly. So you know what, Ghost of Cool Elena, come and judge me. That's fine. Oh yeah, that that it's part fucking good. Up. Yeah, I like it. It's like, yeah, he's trying to put the spirits to rest. Exactly. He's like, I understand. I understand your grievance. I I await your judgment. And like the the ghosts of Cool Elna possess, like, start flowing into him and possessing him and killing him. Uh, the the part of this that like isn't as great <laughs> um mm. i would say <laughs> for an anime only thing is that his death is prevented by um akanam Kanan's spirit being his force ghost his force ghost being called to protect uh the pharaoh which uh, is done in like why a kind of, an, an extremely deus ex machina um like, it's 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 Padre Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah. Um and he like helps the spirits find peace and like guides them to the afterlife and then leaves. 
So that's they're not go- great. They're going to the Shadow Realm, of course. Of, um, oh, yeah. Cool. They did nothing and they get relegated to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. Very, that's, very that's, cool. That's just the afterlife the, for everyone. That's how it be. See, some <laughs> what I kind of thought was going to happen, I thought that, you know, the fair was offering himself up, the spirits to judge him. And I thought it was going to be that, like, the spirits enter him and judge him. And they find that, like, he has no fault in this. Yeah. Like, he never did anything. It's like, you know, not like a, a sins of the father sort of thing. But, like, I thought it was going to be him freely offering himself up as, like, proof enough that he didn't do anything. So they're just like, all right, we're not going to fight you because you didn't do this. Yeah. Like, and, and even that wouldn't, I feel like, have been a very satisfying sort of conclusion to this. But, like, it's better than Dad Force Ghost. It, it, it is. But the 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 part itself of, like... Yami, like, really officially acknowledging, like, this was a great atrocity. And, like, s- like he's announcing it in front of everyone. And Seth's like, holy shit, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like Seth, it's like, cool. Ex- the cat's out of the bag. Excuse me? Like, announcing it in front of everyone and submitting himself to judgment is, like, something I really wish happened in the manga. Um, and it sort of, so I, I've been thinking a lot over the last week to, like, try to gather my thoughts from like the argument I was trying to make last week uh-huh. um, about how disappointing I found this part of the manga uh, because when uh, in the manga, the Pharaoh finds out that Akanam Kanan wasn't responsible for the creation of the Millennium Items. He suddenly like isn't concerned about who is responsible for it or the mm. fact that like he is a descendant of a institution that enacted a pretty terrible act of uh, yeah. state uh, state enacted it's violence. Um, so like, and I think what really bugs me about it in the manga is the, if you look at the series as a whole, the series, one of the themes that actually goes through it um, really is this idea of what is punishment versus justice, right? If you take like the early, the really early episodes, the season zero episodes, and even some of like the early Duelist Kingdom episodes, the the Yamino games are called punishment games, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there is no debate that what happens to these people is punishment. But I think there is some question, especially in season zero, of whether the things <laughs> that Yami does are, like, just, right? Right, like, yeah. Whether these things are, like, deserved. Like, yeah, okay, for, like, the guy, the bomber in the in the park and the guy mm-hmm. who, like, holds up the burger stand and is, like, actually going to kill people. Yeah, okay, they, they're pretty bad people. But, like, a school bully... Yeah, he doesn't need to be, like, dropped <laughs> off the top of a building. A, yeah, you know, like, a school bully that, and, like, so much of the series early on is dedicated to, like, Yami sort of, you know, working, like, coming to live with Yugi and, like, relearning his humanity through that, right? right? Mm-hmm. And not just becoming the spirit of vengeance and and, like, retribution, but, like, actually becoming a good person. Um... And what really bugs me about, like, the treatment of, uh, of Thief King Bakura in the manga, especially, is that you have the the idea of who is redeemable and who is beyond repentance is so, so um, inconsistent in this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have people who have done way worse to the Yugi Tachi, um, 
for, well, maybe not way worse, but like for way worse reasons. Um, yeah. and still been redeemed, like equally murderous. I mean, I think about people like, like Duke and like fucking Kaiba. Like Kaiba was mm-hmm. ready to kill a man over a fucking card. Yeah. And he yeah. gets, he gets to be redeemed. Like, he gets, like, fully rehabilitated. <laughs> right. And, like, Bakura, who watched his entire family get, like, experience genocide in the manga, gets zero sympathy, you know, and was, ag- again, implied as a small child as a result of that genocide to have been possessed by, like, this agent of ultimate evil. Like, Yeah, it, 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 it feels like since Bakura is possessed by by Zork, it, it seems like, well... He's no longer Bakura the person. He's just the conduit for Zork so he can get punished all he needs to be. Like, you know, punishment meant for Zork with, like, completely disregarding that, like, yeah, he's still a person there. Like, he's not doing it. But, like, we don't really have another way to separate that. So I guess he just also just has to take what we throw at him. Or, like, maybe he is doing it. But also, like, as Yami says in the anime, if, like, that happened to any of his friends... He would be just as full of hatred and, like, just as seeking revenge. And I think you could take, like, change the point of view of this story and easily make Bakura the, like, protagonist. Like, yeah. from, for a number of series. So, like, that has always bothered me. And there's no acknowledgement in the manga that, like, him seeking revenge or seeking, again, seeking justice for his people is at all justified. Right. Uh, it it seems a lot it seems too little too late, you know? He is he is punished. He is punished because I mean, listen, he wants to he wants to open the door to darkness. If it's all as we talked about getting norted, he does want to like essentially open Kingdom Hearts and uh <laughs> like, you know, take revenge not just on the palace, but on everyone on earth, which is a bit of extreme. So he's punished for yeah. that. But I don't necessarily know that, like, what he faces is justice, Um, which is, like, and again, I think for a series that has been so much about the main character learning the difference between the two, really what felt disappointing for me um, right. at yeah. this point. It, it it's like I it, it seems that Takahashi was like well Bak like Thief King Bakker's about to beef it things are gonna change and the focus is pretty much gonna be on Zork from now on so I have to sort of put this up in a in a tidy little bow as best I can and like you know just hastily throws it together and it's like yeah there's something there's the beginning of of something there and there's obviously something that we can talk about and discuss and analyze but a lot of it seems like he didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it until he realized like, Oh, hold on. Like things are changing. I have to just throw this together real quick. Like the, you know, the deadline's almost here (laughs) and it it feels like not as much thought was sort of put into it as there could have been. I guess. Yeah. I guess Mm -hmm. my last thought on the matter, sorry, I know I've been talking about this a lot, but um, my last thought on the matter is that like, I would have loved to have seen the Pharaoh like reach out a hand in either version and been like, yeah. this is a horrible thing that happened to you. Help me, like, work with me to help me make it right. Because, right. like, Zork, summoning Zork isn't going to do that. Like, I think he would still have to die. Like, Zork would still kill him. But, like, at least you would have, like, Yami being like, let me, like, please help me help you. Right. And, like, that that would have been a good motivator. Like, not that Yami yeah. needs a, more of a motivator, but, like, the fact that he was about to help, um... Bakura, and then Zork beat him, kills him after that. It's like, oh, damn, yeah. like, this dude's super evil. Like, aside from yeah. just, like, the base evil, he killed someone I wanted to help. Right. 
Yeah. It, yeah. It, it does seem, forgive me, I'm trying to put this as best as I can, but it does seem like there's this sort of concept of like, oh, but like how the spirits of Cole Elna are able to pass on, but he isn't. It's like, oh, but he went too far. Mm-hmm. Fuck that noise. Thief King Bakura did nothing wrong. Yeah, as we, we, we do see this later. Um, that was a nice little, that was a nice talk. I feel like with you, Audrey, yeah. you bring a level of, of, of brain to this podcast that we normally only, cannot reach. I've only been hyper-focusing on this specific character for 20 years. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, that's, that's sort of the conclusion of my thesis, by the way. Yeah, just... Nice little golf claps. Very nice. Going to write like a an anime feminist uh, <laughs> article about themes of punishment versus justice in Yu-Gi-Oh because I can. Anyway, <laughs> themes in a children's anime, huh? Well, see ya. Honestly, I if you wrote something like that, I'd definitely be interested in reading more and promoting it. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if I can get my act together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the last thing, sort of, in this episode, um, after, after uh, Aknam Kamon takes the souls and disappears, mm -hmm. Shada is yeeted from the tablet. Diabound, like, unfuses with the eyeball monster he was fused with. He turned into Diabound level 6 earlier. He looks even worse. He has a nasty eye on his chest. We hate to see it. Um, <laughs> and then Mahad says, Omaiwa mo Shinderu, and stabs Diabound, and Diabound fucking blows up from the inside out. He gets like the, mm -hmm. like the bubbles, and you know it's just like an anime. Yeah. It's he just gets, like Fist of the North Star. He gets uh, hit with a Belmont consecrated whip. Oh, <laughs> um. uh, yeah. Mahat pulls out the old vampire killer. Yep. And yeah, tablet shatters. Debound yeah. is died. Kilt episode over. Nice. All right. Do gaming. we want to talk about video? Yeah, gaming. Who's first today in gaming of, of Queens of Gaming? I think you should go first, Max. Oh, thank you, Dan. Um, I Okay, y'all know this about me. I'm a big weenie. My heart is weak. I do not mm -hmm. like horror. I do not like jump scares. I have been playing the 2017 game from Arcane Studios Prey. Right. It has shortened my life expectancy by about 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> um, it's good. It's fun. It's very, very cool. It's like sort of metroidvania in that you have this huge open space station to explore and like you can go to a lot of places like you, you can sequence break a lot and you have all these different tools to do it like sometimes you'll find a door and the door will have a bunch of crates in the way and oh what's that you don't have your leverage skill isn't high enough to be able to move these out of the way so you can just throw a recycler charge at it which like turns all the objects in the explosion sort of zone into just like raw materials and you can walk through because you turn the crates into like you know metal or whatever uh it's it, the, the story is like you're on a space station you have to you like lost your memory you have to sort of like figure out what's going on here because everyone is dead there are these things called mimics everywhere these typhon organisms that can yep. mimic objects which is like the source of the jump scares and horror because you walk into a room and you see three coffee cups on a table and you think that's suspicious and one of them like screeches and turns into a little like black goo creature and attacks oh you God. and then it I have yelled out loud like so many times playing this game <laughs> but it's like I really I, I want to play it but I did get to a part where the power is completely off and you have to like use your flashlight to walk around and like 
my heart rate doubles whenever I go in that area. I'm like, I do not want to do this right now, please. It's survival horror. You have to manage your ammo. Um, like you, you, you get these things called neuromods that are your skill points, and you can use them to buff your character in all sorts of ways. Later on, you like get these alien powers that you're supposed to have from the very beginning. And you can even elect to not use them because if you take too many, like the station security systems thinks you're an alien and will fire on you. So like these turrets you can pick up in place will be like, oh, you're a bad guy now. Got to kill you. So it's like this really cool. It's astounding the level of like player freedom and choice you get in this game. Um, I think there's different endings based on like what you do with like the choices you make. But um, it's a really cool game. It's really fun. It's really scary. And I'll probably have a heart attack while playing it. Yeah, I watched it get streamed by uh, this this couple who streams. Uh, shout out to the BB Gun Show. Uh, it, it looks really interesting. Uh, it's there's good. some like it's scaly. Yeah, there's some like fun su- fun little logs in there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, there's good humor within the game. Like all these logs you read, and it's like it's sort of like what Control does with like office culture in a way, where it like takes this mundane stuff and it's like, oh, but you're on a space station with aliens, so they make it kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, like there's like a D and D campaign going on with these survive. Yeah, you like, get you get to see some. You like find some player sheets or some character sheets people leave down. You find mm-hmm. like this like snowman made out of the like this like foam glue. It's like really cute. It's like sort of like these fun Easter eggs that detract momentarily from the fact that you're gonna have a heart attack because the monster will turn into a coffee cup and scare you. <laughs> uh, who's next? Uh, I haven't been playing video games per se. But I have enjoyed a certain game. I've been exper- as of yesterday, uh, uh, August twenty fourth, twenty twenty. I have experienced the highs and lows of American League, American Internet League baseball. baseball. Yes, I love it. It's who's your favorite team? Uh, I decided to make my favorite team the. Let me look up their name again because I forget the name of the city. Uh. <laughs> The, uh, the Breckenridge Jazz Hands. Oh yes, the Jazz Hands. Mm. Yeah, I I got really excited earlier today because I was watching a match that I had put money on for them, uh, and Baby Doyle was able to just pull through for that for that win for them against the uh, against the uh, Baltimore Crabs. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what your Blaze Ball name would be? Mine is Audie Semper. Hmm. It's um, I, it's your first name with either one consonant removed or two letters switched around, and um, a word from the dictionary that starts with the first letter of your last name. Huh. I'll go with uh, Darnell uh, Silverstone. No, no. Uh, what's a good thing that starts with S? Maybe I'm just Darnell Cool S. <laughs> I like. Is that. it Darnell Stussy? <laughs> Stop. Darn <laughs> Is this allowed? <laughs> What's the cool word that starts with R? Radioactive. My name is Axe Radioactive. I like that. I, I, look, I'm going to give a spicy take here. I don't think I care much for baseball because a lot of it seems like people saying, this is true now. It seems like a weirdly, like, unregulated internet-wide role-playing thing. And that's, it's just something I just, like, genuinely can't really wrap my head around. It's like it's, there's betting on it. I don't know if you use yeah. real or fake money. And like, fake it money. seems like everything is always happening. Like, if they started like the fourth season of it, it just seems like everything happens so much. And yeah. my life is too short as it is because I've been playing Prey and I'm going to die in like 10 years. <laughs> it's because fantasy, of it. fantasy baseball. 
Yeah, and like I already don't really much care for fantasy sports. I just don't. I don't care much for sports in general. Like I watch racing, and that's about it. But like, oh, it's it's boy. just it's just I look <laughs> the purr of an engine is a nice thing to hear. One of these days, Max will do a Transformers uh, podcast Ooh. together, and you can t- I can talk about <laughs> gay robots, and you can talk about ca- the cars they turn into. Beautiful. That's that's what gender is. That's what gender is. There are two genders, car and robot. You are gay. <laughs> Putting the trans in Transformers. Ooh. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's fun. That's fun, Dan. I'm glad you've been enjoying it. Yeah. Um, you, got, you got anything out? Yeah, well, you know, two girls still playing Talos Principal. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm almost, almost done, and I'm really excited to, like, find all of the, like, last messages and sort of finally unravel like the mystery of the world which has been slowly coming together um mm, sort of like Yu-Gi-Oh sort of yeah just like Yu-Gi-Oh toe to tip that's a Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> Takahashi says <laughs> um but besides that um I actually recently played um the first Witcher game which is oh a very... the janky one a very contentious game, I think, especially in comparison to its two sequels, which I think are pretty unanimously loved. Yes. Um, but the first game, the first game is like, it is a schlep to get through. Um, yeah. It is, it is right. a long game to get through and it like throws you in without any lore from the books. And <laughs> girl it looks like shit in it. It, they're not, yeah, they're, the, the graphics aren't great. Um, and, I mean, it's an old game. I think I think the graphics were probably fine for when it came out, but they don't age super well. And it's just like, it, it's sort of like Skyrim in that you can get just like incredibly bogged down by side quests. Yeah. Um, and you have to make choices that like somewhat... Some of them, like, really drastically influence the outcome of the game, and others do nothing. So, And it's always sort of like a crapshoot as to, like, mm. whether you're about to choose something that radically alters, like, your save files for the second and third game as well, if you do, like, load the save file. Or... Yeah, it does the whole permanent <laughs> choice thing. Or you just, like, go for it, which is sort of, I guess, similar to, like, Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Um, yeah, yeah. Where you like, you never know how <laughs> how much weight is going into um, a decision, but uh, it's you know, it's like an old school, like almost Baldur's Gatey kind of uh, kind of game, and like for people, especially with like the Netflix series out now, it's been interesting getting yeah. into it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's I I think it's a valuable experience for people who are sort of want to see where the game series got its start. Yeah, it, it's like definitely not like when people want to get into The Witcher, just just play three. Keep oh, playing, okay. P- play three, and then if you still like it, play two, and then if you're just like I really want to get nutty with it, then play one. Yeah, because like by the time you finish three, you're just like I'm tired of this. So I want to play a different kind of game because three takes so long. I've been kind of thinking of playing uh, Witcher three. It's a it's good. It, Witcher three, um, it's blood and wine expansion, like whips and shreds and slaps and bangs. Witcher three is great. I like it a lot. I don't. 
I don't know if two and three are the same way though, but I, I did find I do find the the combat system of the first game really interesting because fighting is all the time basically a rhythm game. <laughs> um, you have to like you have to like time your hits right to actually like mm-hmm. do combos and like do real damage so that's interesting i mean it does some interesting like new things that i haven't really seen other uh games of the genre do uh so like i give it credit for that but i think it is like very much a product of its time yeah yeah it's it's like it's a 2007 time capsule yeah i was 14 that year oh god how old was i 16 what game or what year 2007 2007 16 oh uh Let's see, 2007. Yeah, I would have been 13 years old. Yeah. Damn. And there's my news for this week. I turned 29. Damn. Yay. My march march towards death comes ever closer. Only one year left, Audrey, then Logan's run will get you. Yeah, right? Uh, Well, I guess moving on. uh, Episode 211, a new stage. Speaking of people dying. Is this Village of Vengeance Part 4, Dan? Uh, episode 39, Village of Vengeance Part 3. Uh, we open with a joke about Joey having to take a piss. <laughs> I have to take a piss. We, I don't, we don't get that in the sub, thankfully. Yeah, Joey says this palace better have a bathroom in it. Very cool. And that's all, this is never brought up again, thank goodness. <laughs> anyway, it's whack that they're going back to the palace and not the tomb. They just go. They, it, I guess like travel time and it does not exist anymore. It's like Game of Thrones season seven, where they just go places. They can just think <laughs> and they're there, and like they go yeah. in the palace. They're like they sort of split up. Honda is like still laughing evilly because he's Norded still. Yeah, he's chill and normal and totally non possessed. Totally non possessed, and we this is like a short little scene because we cut back and then Bakura sweep Rose and Hella Jeffs down the stairs. <laughs> I love that. Like both three thousand years ago and today, Bakura just like can't do stairs. <laughs> Oh god, I can't wait till we get back to him in present time for my favorite part of the anime. <laughs> they go back to present times? Oh yeah, we see we saw Kaiba there last week. Yeah, Kaiba still has to do his part for a little bit. Yeah, oh, we gotta we, we still have yet to see Kaiba's trick, whatever it may be. But Bakura's dying. He's like, you know, been debound is dead, so Bakura's like basically dead too. And he's trying to like sort of climb back up the stairs to Zork. Um, and everyone thinks they've won. Bakra's like, no, this can't be. Um, and then, you know, 743-year-old Ochnadine shows up, acting very, very normal. <laughs> I like that he gets older every time you talk he's, about He's aging it. very rapidly. Um, we see an interesting little thing happens, because we do see the evil energy leave Bakra. Um, Audrey, why does he turn to sand? Right, okay, so... Audrey, please help. <laughs> um, so, in the manga, again, as we know... Uh, he, uh, the Thief King Bakura is not possessed by the spirit of the ring. He just is his character back in ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. At this point, the spirit of the ring mm-hmm. actually does show up and is like, what's up? Well, he shows up in like a couple moments after after we talk about a few things. Um, so in the manga, he starts 
uh, turning into sand, as does Kaleem's corpse, um, which <laughs> which the pharaoh is cradling, by the way. Um, so Kaleem starts to like literally slip through his fingers as sand, and he turns over and oh. sees Bakura. The same thing is happening to Bakura, and he's actually horrified to his credit by both of these things. Um, I mean, yeah. If I saw someone turn to sand, I wouldn't take it well. But he the the implications in the manga, at least from my from my reading of it, is that he's horrified by Bakura dying in general, right. um, especially in this matter. But like that, this isn't this isn't what he wanted or intended, which was like kind of nice to see. But maybe it's just like the turning to sand thing. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, impossible to say. Um, I will point out in the anime uh, though, right before this, um, the evil energy, like the spirit of the ring, stops possessing Thief King Bakura just long enough for him to be like, "What's going on?" What am I doing? In, like, the exact yeah. same way that, like, happens to Rio in the present time. Like, all yeah. the time. Um, before before he dies. And it sucks, dude. Thief King Bakura did nothing fucking wrong. And, and like, wasn't, it wasn't him. Like, he was yeah, a character. He existed, but it wasn't him. That, that is, okay, that is actually a cool little detail I noticed with, like, when, when the Spirit of the Ring slash Zork, I'm, I... Yeah. I genuinely don't know if they're the same thing because the way that Bakura talks about it is that like he's not Zork, but the he's Spirit sort of, of the is. Ring is a servant of Zork. Okay, okay, yeah. It's like the way the way that like the Spirit of the Ring and Zork work when they possess is that like I, it's like they just fully override the other person, yeah. So they don't know what's going on. But like when Yami possesses Yugi, it's like a sort of like consensual thing it's a where symbiosis. Yugi's aware of it. Yeah, yeah. And then Zork mm-hmm. is a parasite, so it's like that's a cool little a, a neat touch possession does not always work the same again i don't know if this actually was talked about at all at any point of this we talk about i know i've talked about the fact that um yami bakura calls rio landlord yadanushi yeah yeah yeah. you've mentioned that before but i don't know if i've said what rio calls him and it's parasite okay i love that rio refers to him as parasite Um, 2019 movie so um yeah, like literally that is what is happening. So anyway, he he gets Checks back out. into his consciousness just long enough to be like, what am I doing? What's going on before dying? And it's so bad. It sucks. I like start I was like really really viscerally upset about it because the Bakura did nothing wrong. Yeah, you hate to see it and you also hate to see um Aknadine because he does activate his stand the world. Oh wait. <laughs> and freezes <laughs> And freezes time for everyone but himself. Right. So yeah. I, for, I forgot to actually answer your question, Max, about why oh, they turned I, to I, I figured I, I figured it was just because of, like, the timeline being all messed up, because, like, things get changed around, maybe? Uh. Um, I think I, I think the implication here is, and we'll get to this more a little bit, but mm. one of the main tools that Zork uses is sand. I think the implication is that, like, all the... So the line is, like, pawns who fulfilled their purpose disappear. Um, and they all return to being sand in the hourglass. Okay, and we do we do get yeah. a whole lot of hourglass content later on. Exactly. It checks out. So, like, that that's that's what I think of it, um, is that... Right, because all of all of Zork's tools, as we, we will learn in a little bit, are... Um, based on sand in, an, in hourglasses. So yeah. these these characters were his tools, and now they yeah, return like, to being that sand. Uh-huh, okay, I dig that. Because, like, yeah, Octodine says Zork is the controller of time. Yeah. When, when, he, when he uses the world to petrify everyone. 
And then he does this. Every, they have a neat little, like, rainbow, you know, like, outline around them to signify they cannot move for whatever reason. They, they're still conscious. They still can, like, think to themselves and, like, see what's going on and whatnot. Yeah. He takes all the rest of the items. Um, we do. Oh, we got a view. A wonderful scene of him pulling the eye out of his own eye socket. You see it come out? You see it come, like, half out, Dan. Yeah. yeah. And it cuts away. Not great. But he does it. Yeah. He, um. It's covered then, in blood in the manga. Yeah, which is weird, because we do see the eye covered in blood when Bakura licks it and puts it back in. But this time, his eyes just close like normal, I guess. Um, He puts all the items in Satan's house. um, And then, you know, light bursts out. And then the the kimono is parted. The veil is lifted. (laughs) It's all a game. Yep. (sighs) It was one big shadow game. Well, is currently, not just was, but like... And this is what I was telling Audrey earlier. I don't know why we had to get the entire explanation of the world now. I like, I feel like I liked it knowing, like when Audrey was giving us bits and pieces of what's going on here. I feel like I liked it more knowing that it was all a game like this because the idea of the final conflict of the series being literally just a game is like very, very cool to me. So the fact they're like, by the way, this is all games and items and stats. And it's like, well... I feel like it would have been fine if I had known earlier because I could still enjoy it that way. I feel like they wanted me to get fully invested and then sort of drop this big truth bomb on me. But I feel like it works better knowing that the whole time. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. All right. Um, it's fine, though. I mean, yeah. What's, what, what, are the, what are the rules here, Audrey? I mean, you've said it before like five I've times. I've said it before, I feel like you're the expert. but one second. Let me, let me pull it up. Uh, as I do it, though, uh, I will say that I actually, I actually enjoy um, the reveal here. I think it's fun. Um, uh, I, I enjoy, so again, it, it, the one difference in, in the manga from the anime at this point is that back in the palace, the Yugi Tachi are also paralyzed, uh, mm-hmm. by the time freeze. That's not the case in the manga. Um, they are heading towards the tomb and they realize all of, and all of the townspeople around them have frozen. And that the time mm-hmm. time in the world has stopped, and it's that at that moment that Yugi is the one who realizes, not Yami, uh, that Yugi is the one who realizes, oh my god, this is a world, this is a game world, and he looks mm-hmm. up and it zooms out over like several panels in like a very cool way to the uh, Domino City Museum, uh, the back room <laughs> of the Domino City Museum where. Um, Bakura and uh, Yami are playing and have been playing. Uh, and the the other difference, I I think, it's never made explicitly clear, so I can't say this with like 100% certainty, I uh-huh. guess. But uh, the implication is that the version of Yami who has been playing the game, like as the actual player, um, has... So in the anime, like, he, like, wakes up in the Shadow Realm where this game is because yeah. they go to Egypt and can't be in the Domino City Museum. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so th- so in the anime, it's in the Shadow Realm. Um, so he, like, wakes up in his own body, basically. In the manga, the implication is that he's been there the entire time and that there's he basically splintered and that part of him went mm. into the Millennium World and didn't realize and, like, possessed his past self as Pharaoh, not realizing that it was this shadow RPG, and that the other part of him stayed in his physical body in Domino, mm. in the Domino Museum, and has been playing against... Um, 
the spirit of the ring in Rio's body, physical body, this entire time. Uh, which is interesting. So, yeah. Very quickly, the rules of this game, which not all of which are followed in the anime, but you know. Right. Some of them are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, dark role playing, the basic rules. Player Yugi is represented by the Pharaoh card. Player Bakura is represented by two cards, Bakura, King of Thieves, and High Priest Akhenaten. Within the game world, both characters can act independently. Each player has his own deck of cards, but the face of every card is blank. When the player envisions an object or person from his memory, a picture appears on the card. For example, if the Pharaoh envisions a priest, then that character's statistics appear. The most important statistic, life points, are displayed as the Ba gauge. If this reaches zero, then that card goes to the graveyard and the character dies in the game world. By paying from the Pa gauge, priests can summon Ka and engage in battle. When the players don't command them, the characters behave according to their real-life motivations 3,000 years ago. The game also has seven Millennium Item cards, which start in the game in the possession of the Pharaoh and his priests. But... The seven millennium items have fallen into Akhenaten's hands, and he places them in the stone tablet. Yeah. The game has changed. And, and, and we get this explanation, too, you know, in so many words, where basically they're saying, um, you know, normally you would have won because you defeated Bakura, but I, I guess, like, when Bakura died was, like, enough time for Akhenaten to get all of the items into Satan's house. So that was, like, the win condition has now changed to stopping Zork. Because Bakura reveals to, and, and this is not Thief King Bakura anymore because he's sand. Uh, this this is Ryo Bakura slash the Spirit of the Ring reveals to Yami. It's like, okay, well, if you don't defeat Zork, your friends are all gonna die because they're in the game. They're not meant to be here. Uh, so now you gotta stop them, buddy. Great. And at this point, he reveals his master items, which kind of make me retroactively okay with what went on earlier because the yeah. first one, a time controlling hourglass, all the characters. He doesn't recognize or rob of their movement. That's what he just used. The second one, which is the first one he actually used, was an hourglass to turn back time. So it bites the dust from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, for some reason, Bobas is still able to move and stop time. I'm sure this isn't important at all. Do you want to hear the description of the uh, hourglasses from the manga? Are they, like, cool nasty? No, I mean, it's just his him uh, explaining what they do. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. So, like you, I have a special ability. I can use it three times per game. Each hourglass represents one use. I have the power to control time, a power borrowed from the sleeping god. I just placed the second hourglass on its side to activate my ability to stop time. That gave me the chance to steal the Millennium items, and that's not all I can do. Do you remember when I turned back time to stop you from meeting your friends? That was Zork's power as well. Can you feel it, Yugi? Can you feel the evil aura from this corpse? Akhenaten's mummy is also playing his this game. His soul is one with Zork's. Whew, that's pretty cool. And we do, and we do, we do see this happen because, uh, yeah. as it as it turns out, as it turns out, he's uh, forming a dark contract with Zork now. What's his wish? Uh, D- does he do like the whole wish the thing? No, 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 no. Oh, does he not say this in the dub? I'm trying to remember his wish. I don't remember anything about a wish. Oh, damn! Other than trying to, like, engulf the world in darkness and how this is, like, the ultimate final battle between light and shadow. Oh, that sucks! Hey, Set, who's your daddy? 
he yeah this part's so cool because this is when he the big reveal happens where oh yeah that's my son i fucked you guess what yeah oh, i'm an old yeah, man that I, happens, I can get that happens. it okay okay yeah i misunderstood yeah yeah so his wish is basically for set to become pharaoh this which is yeah, like 900 ugh. year old man fucked and there's nothing you can do this, about it this rotten methuselah <laughs> and, and and he also reveals here that aknam kaman is his brother and this is something that only Shimon and Aknam Common knew. And everyone's like, what? So it, I was partially right. It was a secret to most people. I have to say that, yeah, you are correct. I have to say that the High Priest of Darkness, which is what Aknam What's becomes, this guy's deal? Um, it does not have quite the same oomph in the anime without Aknam's literal corpse um, yeah, hanging he, okay. out behind Yami Bakura, who's just like such a bitch throughout all of this. I love him. <laughs> The, wow. the, the High Priest of Darkness, what happens when Zork's power enters him, he gets a weird, spiky, big-ass red wig. He gets the a half mask, and the other side is, like, the Millennium Eye surrounded by, like, muscle tissue. And he has, like, a weird, like, leather biker outfit almost on. He don't look great. He would have looked a little bit cooler if he looked more like Thousand Eyes or Relinquished, like that sort of weird uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Monstery version of the Millennium Eye. Uh, well, whatever. Bakers can't be choosers. But this is just what Aknadine Ak- is now. And I can like, they put the heaviest like evil voice filter on him <laughs> that like I cannot understand. I mean, I don't understand. I don't speak Japanese, but like even so, I can't understand a word he says when he's like this now. It's yeah, it's some very deep throat uh, <laughs> type voice filtering. Oh yeah, well he got the deep throat all right when he made set. Zork's got a deep voice, yeah. Don't do this yeah, to Zork. me, Max. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then, like I do like that since the veil is lifted, Bakker is like, "Aha, Akhnadin has leveled up now." It's like, okay, now it's just all games. And then Bakker reveals, "Hey, everything's happening like it was supposed to three thousand years ago." Um, there's one one little change though. Back then, you gave your life to seal Zork away, but sorry, buddy, I don't think I'm gonna let that happen this time. And his third master item he reveals is the hourglass of isolated desperation, which is just what I flip every day in winter. <laughs> when the last grain of sand falls, Zork will revive. Me the last five months. <laughs> yeah, right, really. I, you, I will, my third master item is the hourglass of social distancing. <laughs> uh... um, and the next scene is Evil Honda in the name room. Y- yeah... Yeah, I guess. You know, the room where the names are stored. <laughs> I, oh, I'm really annoyed at this change to the palace and, like, Honda getting possessed, as opposed to them going to the tomb and having a very cool duel. Um, I'm bummed about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just... Yeah, wow, wow cool something. Because, again, this, is, this would have made so much more sense if they went to the tomb, but go off, I guess. But, as it turns out, there's, like, a weird block... And the Pharaoh's name is not there because they, they really want to like SCP this dude's name from existence, <laughs> don't they? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it would have been there if they went to the tomb. Maybe, maybe they still will. Who knows? Maybe this was like, again, completely time wasting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible to say. But then we get to see the buffest man in history. Oh my God. Hassan. I love this dude. I don't know who he is or what his deal is, but I love him. He's great. He has a 10-pack. <laughs> I heard Hassan is shredded. Um, yeah, and Bakura is like, who the fuck is you? <laughs> I, am also, I am also saying this. He's He was, because he's like, all right, 
we've Bucker is like, all right, we've had a lot of fun here today, kids. Or rather, I guess like, we, this is the point where we're like the spirit of the ring shows up. It's like we've had a lot of fun here to, today, kids. But uh, it's time to pack it in, if you know what I mean. And we gotta. <laughs> and it's like, all right, Zork, Zork's here. You know, he's just gonna like blast you fools. Uh, and uh, Hassan shows up just in time to shield everyone. And Bakura's <laughs> like, "Who the fuck are you?" And uh, <laughs> back, like back at in like the shadow realm, like the player character mm-hmm. Bakura's like, "Who the fuck is that?" Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and, and Yami's like, "Ha, hey." Hey, Bakura, you stupid bitch. I have player characters you don't even know about. Good DMing. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, this is my master item, you asshole loser. Thanks for telling me all the rules, champ. <laughs> also, and like, this part is really cool. The animation, they put a lot of budget into these. Like, the wind effects from the blast and everything. And just, oh, it's great. And like, the the, the, the we get a bit... um. And, and and what happens is Hassan deflects Akhenadine's blast, like, upward out of the table, which shatters the real-life time hourglass, which is, like, a pretty cool thing. Does not happen. And then and then this is when Bakura reveals, like, oh, yeah, there's a health cage, by the way. And, like, the ba, the, Yami can, like, see the ba on the Diadianks that all the priests have. But since his real-life friends aren't meant to be there, they don't have Diadianks, so he can't see their health, so he just has to guess, I guess. Yeah, like... And Hassan leet hackers his way into this game, essentially. Uh, Hassan, Hassan uses an aimbot to yeah. defeat Akhenaten. And Yami's like, what's good? I broke your game. And Bakura's like, yeah, cool. You and all your friends are still about to die, though. <laughs> Enjoy your resource management, bitch. Um, the last sort of thing in this episode is Bakura just, like, starts pontificating. is like, well, where are the gods of this world? And whoever wins a shadow RPG will become the god of all gods! Such and Yami's like, bitch. I don't want to be a god. I want to save my friends. Oh my god, he's such a bitch. <laughs> he's so dramatic. We love it. We love him. Yeah. That's the episode. We've been getting quite a bit of lore dumps lately, haven't we? I mean, I love to see it. This is what I'm all about, but... It, it's good. I want to see an episode where it's not really lore. It's just like the battle for the fate of the world or whatever. I'm sure it'll get there. Yeah. I mean, we're basically there now, but like, you know, look, I just want to see more Hassan in his 12 pack. Oh, Hassan. You're going to flip out when you find out who Hassan is. God. What if, if, if it's like Duke Devlin or something, <laughs> I'm going to snap my computer over my knee. I promise you. I can promise you it's not Otogi. <laughs> what if it's my? <laughs> My had an eight pack. I heard my was shredded. <laughs> speaking of um, speaking of having an eight pack and and being shredded, our, our our sort of extra segment on today's episode, we're gonna get some desert correspondence from our good friend Elliot, the tormentor, the host of the show, uh, since he's been living in New Mexico for the last like two months or so. Um, so Elliot, I'm gonna turn it over to you, and 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 you you, you give us a little update on what desert life is like. File not found. Oh, that's 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 great, Elliot. That's, that was that was a really fun update. I'm glad everything's going well. I'm I'm I slash. I'm I'm sorry to hear whatever <laughs> happened. I'm sorry that you got bit by a thousand snakes. I'm sorry about the bugs. But you know, I'm I'm sure you're having a great time. Hope you get out of jail, internet jail soon. Miss you, buddy. Very organic. <laughs> yeah, very very nice informative uh, bit that we all heard and understood just now. <sighs> um. So now for an actual bit, we do have questions. I believe. Yeah, um, we do. Dan, would you like to read us the questions we got on Discord? 
All right. Uh, let's see. Our first one comes from Cooler Elna, aka Stephen Marshmallow, asks, "What animal makes law? What makes what animal makes the best Beepus?" Because I mean, uh, th- 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 oh, this... you mean Beepus? Beepus. Yeah. This was my fault because when I like put the episode, the, the question call, it was just like I don't know. It was about having a snake for a dick, just like Dia bound. Um, oh, yeah. Hard mode, I guess. We can't answer snake. Hmm. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to twist the rules. I'm going to say Naj... <clears throat> My voice got scratchy. I'm going to say Najarala from Monster Hunter, which is a snake, but fictional. And it has, like, corn pop scales that explode when it rattles. Mm. Just just like a real one. I mean, <laughs> you can't podcast. really do better than snake. You can't. Maybe, like, a, a hawk? Something with sharp teeth? Like the, what, like the head of Horus down there? Yeah. You got wisdom. A dragon! It's got to be a dragon. A bad dragon. Um, what if it was what if it was a reverse centaur and it was a horse? Well, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the final episode of Pot of Greed. I'm going to f- go I'm going to drive to New York and hit Audrey with my car. <laughs> Goodbye everyone. With your Kaiba license plate? I will wait 3 weeks for my Kaiba license plate to appear so I can imprint on Audrey's body <laughs> in the mirrored version of Kaiba so she can no longer torment me like this. <laughs> question <laughs> okay uh our next question from Flutterdark is since every monster is people and seeing normal blue eyes nearly made the guy checking the coffee how would ultimate blue eyes happen hmm. oh my god it would like make his it, it would he would be that he would turn into the dude from fist of the north star after kenshiro does the thing he would explode from the inside out just like diabound did hmm. you can't handle that three blue eyes at once not possible yeah. This is just um, that BuzzFeed article question. Would you fuck your own clone? <laughs> I love those. I, I love those like insert character here thing where they like say like what character yeah. would react saying what. Anyone who answered that that poll saying that that having fucking your own clone is gay is a coward. Yeah. No, I wouldn't because I'm that would be gay and I'm not gay. You're you're so I mean, foolish. My, my my answer, the one I agree with most, is who knows me better than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is the next? Do we have any more? Yeah. You have a couple yeah, more, don't we? we've got more. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. How how do you think would it work for people who are related? Would, they ca- would their Ka monsters be connected, or would it matter? Are there two bros out there that have battle guards? That's... Hmm. Uh, 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 having, I'm receiving a brainwave right now. Um, quadruplets and they're the scapegoats. Yeah, that's I cute. like that. I think, I think, uh, it all depends on like the strength of your bonds with your sibling, but I do think siblings, but I do think, or whatever, whatever relation you want to talk about. I mm. do think though that that's how you get things like different archetypes, right? Yeah. Like, like, like it's one big friend group or something. Yeah, like, what if you had, like, three sisters who were just really cool, and then they were the harpy ladies? Yes, I'm still talking about harpy ladies. No, I will not stop talking about harpy ladies. <laughs> In the year 2020, <laughs> we have not we have not yet finished talking about the harpy lady sisters. Uh, that's, that's a cool... I, I, li- I like that. I like that we're exploring, like, Ka. You know, I like that we finally learn what dual monsters are. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see... Uh, let's see, skimming, skimming. I think, I think the next ones are just from Flutterdark. Yeah. And then Steven at the end. Oh, uh, Marshmallow asks, did Stans evolve from Ka? Um, uh, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if that's a natural question, but like, I mean, everything is, nothing is original, right? Everything comes from something. So it only follows that like a manifestation of your spirit. Like, I, I don't. Here's the thing. Yu-Gi-Oh! was written in, like, what? Late 90s, early 2000s? It was, JoJo's was... Yeah, JoJo's stands were introduced in, like, the late 80s. So, like, first of all, that was first. And if if you're talking about Ka in the Yu-Gi-Oh! sense, I don't know exactly, like, if, you know, Ka manifestation was a thing that people studied about ancient Egypt. If if that Mm -hmm. was, like... Yeah, I I mean, I genuinely don't know. I'm not really doing a bit, but, like... I think you can assume that anything even dual monsters adjacent was not yeah yeah i mean i feel like honestly it's probably the other way around because like if we're talking about like a manifestation of your spirit to do fighting like jojo's from my knowledge is one of the earlier things to do such a thing yeah at least in pop culture i am suddenly wondering if like people in the present have ka and yeah cause your soul buddy wait shit i just remembered there's something in gx that might be a close answer, but I'm not sure. Wow, we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Uh, so our next question from Flutterdark is, so if you could use a group of dead people, souls as the shield, what group would you pick? It's not required that any tragic event happen to them or that you cause them to die. Oof. Hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio from the Titanic. Kill him again. Yeah. Uh, similarly <laughs> for me, just uh, Ronald and Nancy Reagan. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Am I allowed to say this on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we're HKIP. We're on the same network as HKIP is. I'm just thinking, like, if if I could have... If, if like, I can interact with them, maybe, like, some, some like, people from, like, the 70s or 80s in the LGBT scene, that would be kind of cool. Uh, if I could, yeah, like, interact not, with not, them. Yeah, not... To, to clarify, not as a shield, just to, like, hang out with. Yeah, just to hang out <laughs> okay, with. Okay, good. I was like, wait, hold on. No, no, hold on, Dan. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Flutterdark asks, Remind me, assuming it didn't come up in the episode itself, is Yami in the manga aware of a shadow RPG the moment Millennium World starts, or does he only realize he's in it at the point the anime finally brings it up? So we... Yeah, I mean, with it... Yeah, we covered it during the episode. We yeah. did discuss it, but okay. yes, a version of him knows, but not the one that's in yeah. Millennium World. <laughs> Not the one right. matters. And one last question from Flutterdark. What tabletop RPG system would you have to play a full campaign in to recover your memories of the time you ruled Egypt? I feel like powered by the I feel like powered by the apocalypse would actually fuck for this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean anything but D and D. Right? Like let's we can all agree on that right away. Anything but D and D. PBT would be great. Um you could just roll weird in a PBTA game and like like there yeah. you go. Yeah. Memories back. <laughs> yep. Oh now nah. Oh, what's that? A twelve? Game over, I, I guess. See ya. I specifically want to be in either Fellowship or Mouse Guard. Mm. Uh, Instead of ancient Egypt, you like go you, you find yourself in mouse times in an alternate life. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Cool. Thank you for the questions, everyone. Yeah. Um mm. Well, now is the time to tuck ourselves into bed and, and wrap up the spot. I thought we like this episode wouldn't have been that long, but like we have a lot to say as it turns out about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, sorry. This is this is the no. This is good. This is the culmination of my thesis. Now that Bakura is dead, I actually don't care about the series at all anymore. 
the, 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 the fatal flaw in this podcast was giving Audrey a platform. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, well, to wrap up, I guess, um, I've been Max. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and all those other places at MaxiBajillion. You can find two of my other podcasts that exist in the world today. One is Wow Cool Robot, a show about Gundam at Wow Cool Podcast on Twitter. And the other is Slappers Only, a video game music showdown podcast. And that's on Twitter at Slappers Only Pod. I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. And you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. From there, you can find my Twitter. You can find the other podcasts I'm on, which are... Strangers Fiction, an actual play podcast focused on one-shots. I'm actually going to be recording a character creation session right after this. Nice. Uh, the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Uh, we recently talked about the Sonic OVA. That one just went up. Uh, and I am soon... It is. It has been announced. It is... The first episode zero has been recorded... I will be on a Disney podcast called Disney Minus uh, with uh, Stephen Marshmallow. And uh, I'm going to have to learn the name of the third person. But we'll be talking about Disney movies, including like stuff that's tangentially related, like Star Wars and Marvel and uh, Studio Ghibli. I love corporations, personally. Yahoo. Yeah. We live in a society. <laughs> Oof. Uh, hey, I'm Audrey. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Optimum on Prime, my funny robot internet joke. Uh, you can also follow the Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr for at the reticulation. That's T H E R E T I C U L A T I O N, uh, which is a up and coming website that I'm launching with a very good friend of mine, uh, which will be raising the voices of uh, LGBT writers in the area of pop culture criticism. I also this week guested on a episode of Shonen Flop, uh, which is a podcast about Shonen Jump titles that didn't quite make it, uh, where uh, we talked about SWAT, 2010's biggest disappointment. And also there's a bonus episode that you can hear me talking about the uh, current controversy with Act Age. Um, and Shonen Jump's pedophilia problem. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my C's, I guess. Yeet! And, and we as a whole have been um, the podcast known as Pod of Greed. Go to twitter.com slash podofgreedcast for our tweets. Go to tumblr or podofgreed.tumblr.com. Uh, who knows if we're going to delete that in the future? The answer is probably. We barely use it. And the fact that we switch over to Pinecast means we can't like auto-link post to submit. We just always forget to do that. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash pot of greed to support us. If you'd like at $2 a month, you become a shareholder, which gives you access to our like bonus podcasting feed, which includes stuff like pre and post shows, some cut content. We'll do a Patreon only bonus episode this or every month. Rather this month will be fire emblem three houses. You get three of them, even though there's like five routes. Um, and maybe some tabletop RPG content in the future. Impossible to say. At the $5 tier, you become a partner, wherein you will get all of the previously mentioned stuff, plus a role in the Discord is a nice green color. You'll be able to vote on things for us to do in the future, like what TTRBGs to play, uh, bonus episode ideas, post-show segment ideas. Um, we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the episode 
Um, would anyone like to shout out our, our, our single $5 patron at the moment? Uh, thank you so much, Sarvis the Drow, for supporting us at this level. Thank you. Our, our very first one. The, fir- the first of many. And at the $10 level, you can become a board member, which will get you all the aforementioned stuff, plus a yearly care package of things like mugs, Yu-Gi-Oh cards that we doodle on, wear them on a string, drawings by us, maybe even t-shirts, whatever we want to put in there. It's guaranteed to have one major item, such as a mug, a t-shirt, titty mouse pad, etc. Two minor items like a postcard, stickers, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, etc. You don't need to do a full year of that for that role. You can do four months at the least, and then we'll send you a thing when the year is up, when like the, the 12-month period. Um, oh yeah, and thank you to Noisepace.xyz, a, a podcast network that we're on. The only podcast network in the world. You can go to Noisepace.xyz for all of your podcasting needs because there's like a trillion of them on there. Thank you, Matt GameCube. Thank you, Matt. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. No, uh, I, I think placed my. I uh, place myself face down and transform into a cool monster. <laughs> I place myself face down and turn it. I place myself face down and turn to sand. Goodbye. Oh, God damn it! That was going to be mine. Fuck you. Um, we, we can um, both turn into sand. Um, I um, turn over my hourglass because it's been a game the entire time. <gasps> oh, no. There's a big table. <laughs> uh, good night, everyone. Goodbye. Peach. Bye. won't be thanking you for listening, but this has been Pod of Greed, a first-rate podcast with first-rate hosts. You can catch us next time. Now, Blue Eyes, away! Yeah!